at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. So the concept of digital literacy is absolutely critical and there is someone who has been working to raise one million rands for digital literacy in South Africa. Her name is Sarah Kamalo. She's an explorer. She's a mountaineer. She was the very first black African woman to summit Mount Everest. And she has now partnered with Momentum Multiply and cancer survivor Cindy Van Veek to raise the money. How did she do it? Pretty crazy, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm alive, Michelle, and thank you for having me. <laughs> so you are alive. Well, you're certainly alive after Everest, but you're also alive after an eight-hour spinathon. Absolutely. Okay. Talk it was to us really about fun it. and it wasn't just me, it was me, Cindy and many other South Africans that came out there and dared to do it with us and we did it. Yeah. So let's uh, what is it, what does it take to do an eight hour spinathon? Um, it really first of all, good partnerships. I think yeah. in Cindy, you know, Momenta Multiply, iSchool Africa, um Planet Fitness giving us the studio. You know, and also training and uh, just having the will um, to to push uh, for eight hours. I mean, it's the least that we can do for the impact that yeah. we were able to make and we continue to, to make through um, digital literacy. I think one thing that motivates me and motivated me, especially for this particular project, is seeing that my child was fine, uh, you know, during lockdown in communicating with the school and the teachers and moving on. And other children were really in lockdown. And if we are not, if we are willing and push not to leave anyone behind, we need to focus on digital literacy um, as a tool for the next generation to move forward and be on par with everybody else around the world. So, Sarah, you talk about digital literacy and, of course, the digital divide when it comes to inequality in this country is probably one of the greatest issues that it will be the binding constraint in this country as we move forward, is that people who have access to to online, to tech, etc., will be moving, become even more um, unequal or unequal with regards to people who don't have that access and in particular young children as well. Talk to us about the conversation with the education aid group iSchool Africa. Um, iSchool Africa has been doing this for for 10 years. Um, They have um, actually educated educators or trained educators, over 3,000 of them. They've supplied uh, over 200 uh, digital libraries. And what I like about the, the work that I'm doing with them is the fact that we're not only um, doing it as a one-stop, we're supporting these children and the educators, even if they move from one school to the next. And we are targeting schools that are in rural areas and townships. You should see the faces of these kids because about three weeks ago, we actually delivered the first library in Pumalanga. The kids are not looking at the camera, which naturally is what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. They're into the iPad, you know, and we're able to give them not just the curricular stuff on those iPads, but also general knowledge, yeah. which is fantastic. And everybody keeps saying that, you know, it, it's not possible. It is possible. If you look at the nation, we have more smartphones than the population. So we do have the tools. And if you have companies such as Womatel who have come on board and they are going to give connectivity, we can do that. Uh, yeah. You know, if we each just uh, have the willing and the intent to make a difference. So when we talk about a digital library, what do we actually mean by that? So we are uh, giving schools um, iPads 
for the students. Yeah. Uh, we are supplying the content, um, obviously the connectivity, and uh, iSchool Africa, in, uh, supported by iStore South Africa, are actually also um, managing the, the back end and making sure that uh, they remain serviced on a continuous basis. Yeah. Uh, to complement that, people like myself are mentoring ten matric students, actually girls, uh, and there are other, uh, you know, other people in around the country that are ambassadors that are also mentoring the children um, as part of the process and the support. So it, it is exciting, and it's it's a small bit that we're doing, but I believe that it has a greater impact and the potential to actually revolutionize how we look at education and how we support the next generation. So I know that your uh, partner in mountain hiking, Sibusisu Vilane, and very high mountain hiking, has been uh, tweeting about the challenges of being in a lockdown for someone like yourself. You're an explorer, you're a mountaineer, and suddenly you're not able to go and do the very thing that you want to do. Is this Uh, the way of keeping busy? Uh, it is a way of keeping busy. You know, I, I think that um, I've said before that uh, a dream uh, put on hold is not a dream shattered. It's given me an opportunity to train. I mean, this is one of the projects. When I climb, for example, I climb and raise money for education. I've been able through the Mandela libraries, uh, build five libraries around the country. Yeah. Um, so that work still goes on. So for me, the summit is not just on the mountain. It's the summit of the difference that I'm able to make every day yeah. in everyday people's lives. Um, you know, when we were in total lockdown in the beginning, the first 21 days, 35 days, um, I was running around the house, you know, <laughs> and people were doing a Mzanzi <laughs> marathon. So it's, it's really in the mind. And even for all mountaineers, including Sibosifo, you attest to it, when you are at base camp, you're waiting for the right weather window. You keep yourself, um, you know, occupied and you keep yourself physically fit to wait for that right weather window so that when those opportunities come, you are ready and you yeah. don't start to prepare them. So um, I am not, my expeditions have been moved. I was supposed to go to the North Pole in April, Denali in June. Um, but I'm still optimistic that, you know, next year or the year after when things are to a level that we can all travel and keep each other safe, yeah. um, life will go back to normal, you know, or the new normal, whatever the case may be. <laughs> yeah, whatever that could be. So remind yeah. us what, um, how you got into this. You have told me this before, but just remind yeah. us how you became the crazy woman that you are today. it it really started I probably was always like that just didn't realize it I I mean it started with I lost my sister in 2009 and I started questioning you know my reason for being whether you know is this what I want to be will I be remembered for the arguments I won you know in uh, in the boardroom And, and and that just got me on this journey to find my why until I did Kilimanjaro and raised money for a home in Benoni and one child there said to me, do you really come from the township? Because people like us don't do things like this. And hmm. that just made me sad because I remember as a child looking at Wonder Woman, Superman during the one hour cartoon, um, uh, you know, thing on TV and, and thinking, they are epic, but they don't look like me. This sense yeah. of self-disbelief, you know. And, and I made a conscious decision that I actually summit the highest peaks on all seven continents and show that child and my boys 
that it doesn't matter what we look like, where we come from, we too can step on top of the world. And I just believe that, yes, I may have been the first to summit Everest. There is more that are coming along because mm. it's possible. They will do it faster. They will do it differently. But it's been done, you know, and what a privilege and an honor. You know, Sarah, you, you talk about becoming an ambassador and also a role model. And immediately I'm thinking of Kamala Harris in the United oh, yeah. States and what a role model that is. And Absolutely. how critical it is for young people to see someone who looks like them or sounds like them or talks, whatever the case may be. Yeah. You must have that with young girls all the time. Absolutely. It's the power of representation, but more importantly, the responsibility thereof. You know, mm. what we're saying, what I'm saying now, how is it impacting that other child? You know, how to let them dare to dream. It, we're no longer in those years where we were only made to be nurses and teachers. You know, I, I, one of the things that Everest, you know, stepping on top of the world taught me is how my mother was wrong in saying that the sky is the limit because suddenly the clouds were beneath me. <laughs> we need to aim higher. We yeah. need to get the next generation of Africans to aim beyond the skies. Just yeah. because we can see it doesn't mean that's our limit. We can do better and we can do more. As a collective, as someone who totally understands the education system in this country as well, and given the work you are doing now with um, iSchools and iSchool Africa, talk to us about what we should be looking at for young people in schools at the moment. I think it's it's, it's making sure that they are relevant, not just for today, but for tomorrow too. Yeah. Um, it's getting the buy-in. There are lots of corporates that want to do good out there um, so that we can partner with, with the department. I think sitting there and saying, government is not doing this, this one is not doing that, is not helpful to anybody. If we each pick uh, one child and mentor them in the way that we, we can, that is important. Yeah. More importantly, though, is how I'm conducting myself, how I'm doing my job, because those kids are watching. Mm. We're setting, that is a gift to the next generation. That's the way I like to put it. It's not about just you. It's about you and those that are coming behind you. Are you setting the right platform? I think we should because we can as a generation. You know, I'm interested very briefly before we have to go to the news. Sorry, you talk about mentorship. What do you expect from your mentees and what do you know you have to give as a mentor? Um, I, I expect a level of commitment, willingness to, to learn, openness, you know, um, and, and as a mentor, I research, I go in prepared when I talk to them. I am authentic because I, my experience is what I have to share and where I have a gap, I'm very comfortable to call in some of the other people in my network to support those mentees. I think it's, it's our responsibility. I keep saying that the partnerships are important in order for all of us to get to the top of our world, whatever that is. Well, the top of your world is certainly the top of Everest. When you get to climb <laughs> again, you say you're looking at the North Pole. Yes, I'm looking at the North Pole. Uh, uh, possibly in January, I'll do Custom's Pyramid and April, um, the North Pole and uh, Denali thereafter. What's, so, yeah. what's Karsten's Pyramid? Uh, it's uh, one of the seven highest peaks um, in, in the world, and yeah. it's in Eastern Asia. Sure. Well, yeah. I wish you all the very, very best. Um, before you get there, maybe a couple more spinathons, and uh, <laughs> that, that million rand is moving its way through. 
Uh, Absolutely. Uh, we raised 704,000, so we still have a lot more. Those that want to contribute every cent counts. We still want to get to the 1 million rand. Please go to www.ischoolafrica.com and let's make a difference. Sarah Kamala, she's an explorer, she's a mountaineer, and in many ways she is a philanthropist as well. iSchoolAfrica.com, go and have a look there, looking at over a million rand to build digital libraries for rural students in South Africa and many kids who struggle to make a go of education, not just during the pandemic, but further on as well. And what a strange time the pandemic has been in order for us to rethink education and rethink so many different structures, as we spoke about last week here on the show. Nevertheless, we are going to be moving into the news. Don't forget our guest presenter, Dr. Prof. Prof. John Stremler will be joining us afterwards. We'll be looking at uh, certainly how he came to South Africa, but we'll give you an update on the lectures. And for those of you who've been sending in your questions, we're going to ask him many of them because there are so many. And we're also going to look at his two guests, and they'll take us on an interesting journey as well, not one necessarily to be expected with this particular conversation. So listen up for that. Send your questions, and you can do it via SMS. SMS 41391 or indeed WhatsApp 0614 104 107. It's nine o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.